We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Alexander, Dr. A. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's Thursday, February 29th. LeBron is approaching 40,000 points. That's Rick Kamla, the OG, and this is the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. What's up, everybody? It is the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast with FSWA Hall of Famer Steve Alexander. I'm Rick Kamla. As he said, we're the OGs, man, and we are here to give you fantasy advice that is going to help you down the stretch run. Uh, the playoffs are either coming up next week in some leagues like 30 deep uh, in the Cam Dynasty two weeks out from this week. And so uh, we're approaching a very critical point of the season, man. Um, and so, Doc, let's dive in, as you mentioned, with LeBron James here. Uh, when will he hit 40,000 points? Um, before we get to that, we, we just for a second have to I mean, I, you're a night owl. I'm a night owl. I was up late watching that game last night. And the Lakers early in the fourth quarter were dead, flat, lifeless, hopeless, down 21 with the black on the court of the L.A. Clippers. And and I'm like, LeBron took one shot in the third quarter. I'm like, what is up? It's like, is he not up to this anymore? And you're having all of these thoughts, right? And then all of a sudden he flipped a switch, scored 19 points, from that point on, hit five threes. They made up a 21-point uh, deficit in LeBron's 21st season. This stuff just doesn't make sense, Steve. You're not supposed to be able to do this. Jimmy Butler is in his uh, 33, 34, 35 range, right? And he big-boyed Milwaukee in the first round last year in the playoffs. I, As I say, he butlered them, okay? He just pushed a button, became a superhero, and be honest. LeBron did that last night. LeBron butlered the Clippers, dude. So before we talk about 40K, man, what the hell did we just watch last night? Well, uh, I watched Max Struess destroy my Mavericks the night before with five three-pointers in five minutes, including one from half court. It was heartbreaking loss for Dallas. Who's, you know, They're trying to win their division. They're trying to sneak past the Pelicans. They're trying to get up there into a top four spot in the west which is going to be tough to do but they they can easily be number five so that was devastating and then last night not that i had any stake in it but like you said lebron flipped the switch he started just banging three-pointer after three-pointer in the fourth quarter uh he really couldn't miss 
his whole swagger changed, his whole demeanor changed. He's talking to the crowd. He was like, I think he was one three pointer away from a Jordan shrug. Because uh, <laughs> he did have the tongue out. He did have the tongue out. Good point, dude. It was close, and uh, and I think that that inspired his teammates as well. Because I feel like Austin Reeves was more active after that. D'Angelo Russell made some shots, and uh, it was cool to watch, man. I mean, dude, dude's forty years old, and he's out there just able to 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 do that. And it, to orchestrate a 21-point comeback win to boot. And now, you know, you look at the bottom of the Western Conference standings, it's Golden State and it's the Lakers. I mean, those are the two teams that are – they've they've passed everybody else. They're going to be at least in the play-in, if not the actual playoffs. So uh, the, the picture is a lot brighter for both of those teams than it was uh, a month or two ago. There's no doubt, dude. There's no doubt. Uh, so uh, how far is he away from 40K? Uh, let's uh, try to pinpoint this. 40- well, he was he was 74 before last night. So he's 40 away. Oh, you've got it. My bad. Carry oh, on. Dude, it's all good. Tell, tell him. So, I was ready to do some math. So do you, uh, do you think LeBron's playing tonight at home against Washington? That's the thing, man. I don't know. I can uh, tell you right now he ain't playing tonight. You don't think so? No. No. Well, I was on the radio on Tuesday, and they asked me this question because they're all betting on it. And I said, well, he's three games away. So the next three, the third game he plays from today will be the day that he hits it. So I said, I don't think he's going to play against Washington. So I think Monday is the day against Oklahoma City. And they're like, all right, that's what we're rolling with. But then after last night, I was like, man, but why would he why would why would he play against Washington tonight, Rick? That's that's the question. He's not going to. Uh we already have a pattern and a model for this. They had a three-game and four-night stretch right out of the all-star break, and he annoyingly sat the Golden State game, came back the next night against San Antonio in a game that they could have won without him. And they won that game, and then he played Sunday. I think that was against Phoenix. Um, so that was a three out of four. And LeBron played two out of the four. Uh I mean. Teams are reluctant to play their star players in a three-game and a four-night set if they're 25 years old. If you're 39, it's like it's a red flag. Like, they're not going to do it. I would be shocked if LeBron James played tonight. Like, shocked. Uh, So, to me, he's not going to play tonight. They're going to tell Rui and Reeves and Russell and Anthony Davis. And I think Anthony – I mean, oh, my God. No more Gafford with Washington. Anthony Davis might have 50 points tonight, okay? (laughs) They're going to be fine. Why, I mean, oh, my God, Doc. Just quickly here. Jordan Poole has to catch a strike. Dude, that game at home against Golden State the other night. He set the league back 10 years, okay? Like, that wasn't it, bro. He's barking at the refs, getting attacked, leaving Chris Paul buck naked wide open for three balls. Like, dude, this is your old team. Where's the get-back factor? Anyway, he had to catch a strike. I had to get, get that off my chest. So I don't think Braun is playing tonight, Doc. Saturday, um, it's a showcase game against the Denver Nuggets. And is he going for 40? No. I'm not even sure LeBron's got 40 points in him in a regulation game anymore, okay? So it's going to be Monday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I don't know, Doc, when the uh, what the betting odds are in that. And, and you know, if you kind of – I guess – Maybe there's a money-making opportunity with this Washington DNP we're talking about, right? Like, is the whole world hip to this? 
does does most people think that LeBron's going to play tonight? Because I think they're going to be very, very disappointed, Doc. Yeah, I, I just the only thing that scares me is there is a lot of money on the line in Vegas on this. There is uh, a lot of hype around LeBron after that game last night. And where is that game? Is it at Wash? It's at Washington, right? No, 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 no. It's a home game. It's it's in L.A. Okay. Yep. Um, so the the fans in L.A. get to see LeBron play every night. So there's not like going to be any pressure to make sure that this dad that spent five thousand dollars for his kid to see LeBron play um, <laughs> in the front row in Washington is not going to going to lose all that money. But um, yeah, I mean, I. It'll be surprising if LeBron plays, but I don't like the fact he's not already on the injury reports. Like there, there's just it's too early for anything to be out there. Why we do this show in the morning is beyond me, Rick. Like next year, we're gonna rework our contract. We're gonna do this more in a our wheelhouse of something afternoon when we're actually awake. <laughs> um, but dude, why we're talking about Washington real quickly, and just because it's not in our notes. Have you noticed what Tyus Jones has been doing? I have. He's been amazing. 14 and 17 in his last game. 3 and 11 before that. 5 and 6 before that. But then 13 and 14. 14 and 15. 14 and 16. 25 and 9. 17 and 9. Like, just a double-double losing machine is what that is. I mean, it's so funny to pull up Washington's players game logs and just it's just one l after another and it's doesn't matter how good the numbers are it's always an l it's always bad but when when is tyus jones going to be shut down we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, I hope he doesn't get shut down. Why would you shut him down? There's no Wemby in this draft. You have fans who are coming out to your arena to watch your team play. I mean, why are we going with the, the Capital City go-go, right? Or the Memphis hustle. I, I think it's garbage. Now, what I want, what teams want is different. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't shut him down. Um, obviously, and, and I had this thought uh, about Wes Unsell Jr., God bless him. Like, he was not unleashing Tyus Jones. The minutes were down. The shot attempts were down. It's like he had a bridle on him. And now, obviously, Tyus Jones is unleashed. Um, and we're seeing what's up. You know, Washington didn't trade him, Doc. He was one of the top guys rumored to be out. He's in an expiring contract. He'll be a free agent this offseason. He will be coveted. Uh, so he's in a push right now. And I'm not sure if Washington is grooming him to be their starter next year again or if he's grooming himself for free agency. But uh, I don't know, Doc. I, I don't know. This might be a different year with shutdowns. Now, there, I Utah, hey, uh, Doc, uh, they've already started it, bro. You got Hendricks out there. You got Sensabaugh out there. Keontae George is starting. And so I already smell the marking and Clarkson shutdown and all this kind of stuff. I hope it doesn't happen. But I don't think San Antonio is going to shut down Wemby. Heck, Scoot Henderson's already hurt, so I don't know what the hell's going on with that. Uh, Portland's probably going to shut their main dudes down. Aiden just picked up an injury, right? Uh, Walker, Jeremy Walker, Graham probably. Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler has a foot sprain. I mean, so you know how that goes, man. Uh, that might be it. I mean, we're at uh, February 29th right now. So we have six weeks left in the regular season. Um, but I don't know, Doc. I, I don't I don't know about Washington. I, I don't. They already suck. They completely and totally suck. Even with Kuzma rolling and Tyus Jones rolling and your boy Denny Abdia rolling, they still lose every damn game. So why shut them down? Well, and where's Denny Abdia? He's been gone for three games. So... I tell you what, my uh, my 30 team is having a bit of a wake-up call this week. No De'Aaron Fox. Kobe Kobe White suddenly doesn't look as good as he did last week. Um, I'm getting a little nervous. I need my guys to play. All right, let's get back on schedule here. And LeBron, I think you and I both agree LeBron is probably going to break the record on Monday against OKC. Um. So let, if let you want to go bet let me that, ask you, do it. I, let me ask you a question here. How am I supposed yeah, – I need your help on this, Doc, and, and, and everybody out there with the comments. It's the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, Hall of Famer Steve Alexander. I'm Rick Kamla. How am I supposed to feel about the 40,000 milestone, Doc? I'm a stack guy. I'm a historian. You're a stack guy. You're a historian. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. I know that, you know, when Steph, he's the first to hit 3,500 threes. I'm like, I, I don't care. He already has the most threes ever. He is the greatest shooter of all time. I don't care. I don't Honest. care. When, when Steph makes his 4,003, I'm not going to care. But 
this is 40,000 points. There was once a time, uh, Doc, where Kareem's 38-387 was in stone and nobody was catching that, right? And now LeBron obviously has. Uh, and so now we're kind of tracking down 40,000 points. I'm not really feeling it, dude. I'm not. This isn't. I, tell me how I'm supposed to feel about this milestone. You're not supposed to feel any way about it. And honestly, had I not been on ESPN Panama City Beach Radio on Tuesday and those dudes, my boy Ryan Mulvey, had he not asked me, when is LeBron going to hit 40,000? I wouldn't have even known that that was coming because I don't care. Uh, the game, as we know it right now, is so ridiculously slanted 70% to offensive players and 30% to defensive players that it's just different. Larry Bird was shooting, what, 73 pointers a year. Uh, Steph Curry shoots 73 pointers a week. It's different. It's a different game. Um, LeBron, it, like all, everything is so skewed, skewered. So uh, here we go. See, this is the problem with being on the air before noon. I can't come up with words that I could normally come up with. Plus I'm like <laughs> 95 years old, but it, it's so skewered towards the offensive player that it's just not that big of a deal to me. I don't, you know, if you didn't tell me it was happening, I wouldn't, I wouldn't notice or care. Okay, so uh, I'm glad to hear you say that because I'm like, am I supposed to be more geeked about this? Because I'm really not that geeked about it. Um, but we think Monday, for those of you that are going to bet on this. So let's talk Luca and MVP, Doc. Well, I, and Rick, that's really the reason I brought it up is because I do think people are betting on it. And I think there are it's a totally different generation of people watching basketball. Like our, our boys, our kids probably care – Oh, LeBron's going to score 40,000 or, uh, you know, some 23 year old kid making $75,000 a year. Yeah. Like, oh man, I got a chance to make some money here. I'm going to, I'm going to pick the date that LeBron hits 40,000. So I think people care for different reasons. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Uh, we'll be taking your comments here in a little bit, guys, on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, Rick Kamla and Hall of Famer, Steve Alexander. We are the OGs. Um, so Luka Doncic had a triple-double on his 25th birthday, and they got a win up at Toronto last night. So Doc was pumping his fist about another win for his Mavericks, uh, even though he's behind enemy lines um, in Atlanta and used to be a Kaka fan, um, but obviously he's a big Luka guy. You see the jersey behind him. Um, Doc, my MVP stacking right now goes SGA, number one. Um, he's having a Michael Jordan season with the steals, with the 31-6-6, six six, with the efficiency, with the record. Uh, Nikola Jokic, just unbelievable. Um, 26, 12, 9.3 assists, great record. Um, you know, can't help but have a triple double right now. Uh, recently had the only three straight sequence with 14 rebounds and 14 assists. I could go on. Three for me, Doc, is Tatum. And Tatum and Luca is a great debate within the debate. I don't think they're at the top of the debate, but I do think that they're in the debate. And it's the wins versus stats. Boston is 12 and a half games better than Dallas. And that, to me, is the most important stat of all here. Tatum is at 27, 8, and 5. Career high in assists. 
career high in efficiency, 47, 36, 82. He's hit an effective field goal percentage of 553, best of his career, career high in assists. Turnovers are down um, in a big way. And then you got Luka at 34, 9, and 10. He's going to win his first scoring title. But again, Dallas is 12 and a half games worse than Boston is. And that, to me, is the, the trump card here for Tatum versus Luka. Um, and then number five, I got Giannis, Doc. So how do you stack MVP and where do you have Luka? Well, I mean, I've got the same order. My question is, are the are the voters going to get it right? Because we see some weird stuff happening happen in MVP voting. Uh, SGA is hands down the favorite right now. Like he, his numbers and the fact that Oklahoma City is very good, uh, he should win it. But do enough experienced riders agree with that? I don't know. I mean, they, I just got Jokic is going to get a lot of votes. Tatum being on Celtics team that that's good is going to get a lot of votes. I think Luca uh, putting up these mind-boggling stat lines every night. He's going to get a lot of votes. And, you know, the, the telecasters for Dallas last night were like, like uh, follow Will or whatever the dude's name is. It's like, oh, yeah, Luca had a 45-point triple-double the other night. And Derek Harper was like, wait a minute, dude. You just said that like it was normal. Like, he had a 45-point triple-double. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, this is – this is we are seeing someone play at a level and having fun playing at that level that we have not seen – in a long time. And to be honest, if Boston was not 12 and a half games better than Dallas, something would be wrong because Dallas is out there limping around with Kyrie for half the season and Luca carrying what should be a pretty bad team on his back. Now we did add Gafford. We did add PJ Washington. And when I say we, I'm talking about Dallas, not, not me and my guys, but they added, uh, two big men that are making them better. Gafford and Derek Lively and PJW all played well last night. Now Kyrie's fully on board. Kyrie's diving on the floor and, and making plays that you would not expect a guy like Kyrie to be making at this stage of his career. And everybody's on board with this, this thing. And I just feel like by the time the end of the season gets here, if Luca keeps doing this crazy stuff every night, the league is going to take notice. And if they get up to fifth or even, I don't know how they do it, but if they could get to fourth in the West, I still think Luca has a shot at winning this thing. But I think this is one of the more interesting MVP races we've had in that there's four or five guys that are all going to get decent votes. I agree. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, weird stuff has happened. Um, and, I don't know, man. Well, the, the weird stuff that could happen here, I'm, I'm starting to feel a swell, a narrative swell for Jason Tatum, best player on best team. Damon Jones joined the show on NBA Radio with me and Antonio Daniels a couple of days ago. Uh, I know that a lot of the, the talking heads are starting to talk about this and starting to look more at Jason Tatum for MVP, just playing the best player, best team card, which a lot of times historically has been good enough for MVP, but we're in a major stat crazy era and Tatum doesn't have major stat, uh, major crazy stats. Okay, uh, they're very, very good, obviously. Um, so the weird stuff to me, Doc, would be SGA continues what he's doing, Jokic continues what he's doing, and all of a sudden we get this like 
this big push, like a tsunami wave of a push for Tatum for MVP. Because you remember, Jokic kind of had MVP last year. And then all of a sudden, people were like, ah, hell no, I'm not voting for him again. And Bede's my guy. And that just took off. And uh, race entered the conversation and all that stupid stuff. Like, um, you know, and so that was weird stuff last year. Um, now, uh, the uh, will the voters get it right? Doc, I, I don't think so. I, I think Jokic is going to win this, dude. I do. SGA is my guy, like I said. I think he should win MVP this year. Jokic is clearly very close. On DraftKings right now, Jokic is at minus 145. Shea is a distant plus 230. And I do like Shea at plus 230 a lot. I also like Jokic at minus 145. Uh, I would say at this point, he's likely to win it. And you're only giving up a little bit of juice there, Doc. That's not bad. Um, I would play both of those and just play it out, kind of hedge and, and see what's up. Because I think one of those two guys are going to win this award, Doc. Um, but in, in the last straw poll that ESPN did with Tim Bontemps, which is huge because he literally polls the voters. And so it's like a real-time leaderboard of MVP. And Jokic was the guy, okay? And so what has SGA done and will do over the next, I don't know, four weeks until he does that straw poll again? to maybe get people voting for SGA over Jokic. I don't know, right? I mean, SGA just comes along, Doc, basically same stat line every night. They win every night. So what is he going to do to overtake Jokic? I think Jokic might win this thing, dude. Well, and what we saw last year, like you were alluding to, is people getting on TV and talking smack and changing narratives and swinging votes and swaying elections and... <laughs> You know, uh, there's a there's a dude that works that is on TV for the big boys that is going to have a lot of say probably in what happens. And we know who he is. And uh, I don't think he's going to be out there pushing real hard for Luca. I can see Tatum. I can see the Tatum thing coming through. And, and you know, I've been saying all year, honestly, like if you're going to vote for MVP, if you're going to bet on MVP. Go with Tatum just because he's on the best team and he's he's the best player on the best team. Uh, now, I don't know if that narrative works anymore. Like you said, it's a different it's a different world today, man. It's, it's the stats are different. There's younger people voting on this than there used to be, and it's it's going to be an interesting finish to see who wins MVP. All right, man. It is the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Rick Hamla and Steve Alexander. He's a Hall of Famer. We are the OGs. Is the Ben Matherin spike real or only because Aaron E. Smith is out of the lineup? Doc, I say it's not real. Uh, Math, since the All-Star break, has been awesome. 20 points, seven rebounds, four assists, one and a half steals, 3.33s. I mean, this is a juicy stat line. He's making 45% of his shots. Um, and Neesmith has missed all four of those games since the All-Star break. And when Neesmith is healthy, you know what Rick Carlisle is going to do? He's going to go uh, Scrooge. He's going to go, uh, what's my, what? he's going to go, uh, uh, I, I can't think of it. But, uh, you know, kind of like the, I was a character that's in Buzzkill mode and it's escaping me right now. Um, Doc, I uh, was up late watching Lakers and Clippers. But anyway, none of that matters. <laughs> he loves Neesmith. And when Neesmith is healthy, he is going to be in that starting lineup. Why, what does Rick Carlisle see in Andrew Nebhard? Could you please, I feel like cussing right now, but I'm not going to. Could you please explain 
What the F, Rick Carlisle sees in Andrew Nebhardt to start him over Ben Matherin? Can you please effing explain this to me because it drives me crazy. And Rick Carlisle's my guy, but I hate his rotations, Doc. I freaking hate his rotations. Ben Matherin should be starting and playing 33 minutes a game every single night without question. I cannot explain it. I have no answers. I don't like it. I like Matherin, man. And, and you know, I, I, I kind of went all in on Matherin last night. He, his, Yeah, his numbers after the break are good, but a lot of them are buoyed by that 11 of 15 shooting game on Monday against the Raptors when he had 34 points, nine boards, five assists, a block, and two steals. And, oh, oh, yeah, five triples. Like, that was the game. And that game, I was like, okay, maybe that's turning all of this around and we're going to get Matherin's season the rest of the way. But then last night against the Pelicans, 6-17 of 17 shooting, not very good. Four triples, that was nice. 16 points, four boards, five fouls. Just more ho-hum. And, and really, uh, I feel like Matherin is like one monster game uh, every two and a half weeks. And then it's just sort of mediocrity for two, two and a half more weeks. And then it, another explosion, and then everybody gets excited. But the thing is, the numbers you cited at the very beginning of your take since the All-Star break are real and they're good. And this guy should be rostered in a heck of a lot more places than he is. But why uh, Rick Carlisle loves Nemhard and keeps running him out there over Matherin, I am unable to answer that with my feeble little mind. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, if Ben Matherin started and had consistent minutes every night as opposed to this yo-yo, his play would be more consistent. Have we considered that, Rick Carlisle? Um, all right, ball, ball, Doc. Is the ball, ball spike real? You go first on this one. You know, my son's favorite basketball player is Bull Bull. Every time Bull Bull does something, Soren gets so fired up. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. It's probably because he got him on his 2K team or whatever. But he's all fired up about Bull Bull every time Bull Bull shows a pulse, which is about twice every NBA season for the last six years, right? Uh, <laughs> and, and it's happening right now. We've got, what, two games, two games in a row that we've seen Bull Bull, like, show up show out uh i don't have him on my list of guys you need to stash i don't have him on my list of guys you need to run out and pick up um it's phoenix feel like they get bored every once in a while i just want to try something different so this <laughs> throw a bull bull out there tonight and see what happens uh but it is fun when it happens man because he you get reminded every time it happens that how good he is and you watch Victor Wembanyama play every night, and really, Bull Bull is a mini Vic Wemby. Uh, I, I wish they'd let him play more. Uh, but a lot of this, as you wrote on our script, is because Beal has missed four games in a row, and other guys are banged up, and it's it's kind of Bull Bull spike time. But I wish I wish it was real, but I don't feel like it is. I, I'm a Bradley Beal manager in the Cam Dynasty, much to my chagrin. So I follow all of these ebbs and flows. And it's it's beyond even the sample size that we've had here. Like other like mini spikes for Bull Bull, they happen when Brad Beal is out. When Beal is in and when Booker is in and when Durant is in, you never hear from Bull Bull. This is a Bradley Beal thing. The spike is not real, okay? Sell high with Bull Bull if you can right now because he is a buzz guy and a hype guy. 
Um, you know, and he had the major game, uh, the Laker game, 25 and 14 and oohs and ahs and going viral. Came back the next game pretty good, not great. 11 points, four rebounds, two blocks. Um, he's going to be a 12 to 15 minute player when all of their guys are healthy. And you think about the pecking order, Doc. You've got, uh, you know, Grayson Allen starts. And so then the sixth man is Eric Gordon. Then you have Bull Bull in Eubanks, right? Because Eubanks backs up the five. Bull Bull basically backs up the four. And, you know, Bull Bull can back up the three or the five as well. But there's just not going to be a ton of minutes for him uh, uh, when all of these guys get healthy. So enjoy it. Um, I've already sent him back to waivers in the Cam Dynasty because I don't know who the hell I picked up, but I just don't trust it because I know Beal is going to be coming back here at some point. Um, so, Doc, let me uh, get into a league that I've got, uh, and it's not my league. Uh, I believe Brandon Kleist does this league. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Sam Hankey's Letter. Um, it's a 20-team league. I'm actually surprised you're not in this league. It's a bunch, bunch of industry people. Um, I won this chip uh, a few years back. I traded. I mean, it was a hor- oh, just a terrible trade for me as it, as it looks now. Um, I traded Tyler Hero, Jaron Jackson Jr., and like two years of draft picks for Steph Curry. And uh, and I won. I've got Trey Young and Ja and Sabonis and Nurkic and P.J. Washington. I got, I got a squad. But I probably should have kept JJJ and Hero for the long haul. Oh, well, I went with Steph. I got a ring. It's cool. But, uh, but now... Doc, um, Ja Morant's out for the year. I got Trey Young. He may be out for the year. And so, right, no Ja, no Trey. I'm the best team in this league, Doc, by four and a half games. Number one out of 20, best record in the league, looking for my second chip. And so I'm screwed. Like, as is, I'm screwed. I don't have enough. I'm putting Dell and Terry in my damn starting lineup, okay, because it's a 20-team league. So I get a trade offer, Doc, from a team called Harden in the paint. And he wants Bull Bull, and he wants Jalen Suggs. Now, he's tugging at my heartstrings with Jalen Suggs because Jalen Suggs is one of the prime Cam Bedded homies. But you can't fall in love with your players, people. I tell you this all the time. And Bull Bull, he wants Jalen Suggs and Bull Bull. Doc, he is offering me, and I've already accepted this trade, Draymond Green, Bobby Portis, Mike Conley, and Duncan Robinson. And I understand the age with Draymond Green and Mike Conley. I totally get it. That is not lost on me. This is a dynasty slash keeper league. We keep 10, okay? But, Doc, I'm looking for a chip, man. And I need fortifications. And I need depth. And so I just picked up Duncan Robinson, who's killing it, by the way, very very quietly, very softly. Mike Conley decided a two-year extension to come back and do the 10.6 assist one steal, two, three, high efficiency thing. Okay, that works for me. Bobby Portis is like 29 or 30, right? Um, still flirting with double doubles every night. Draymond Green is what 33, but he does he's he has he's always had old man game. I think Draymond Green is gonna age well, do the triple single thing. Um, he's becoming a good three-point shooter, a la Marcus all a la Dray, uh, uh Brooke Lopez. Um, you know, it sort of halfway through their career, they pivoted and became good three-point shooters. So what do you think of my trade, bro? I got Draymond, Bobby Portis, Mike Conley, Duncan Robinson for Bull Bull and Jalen Suggs. What do you think of my, what do you yeah, think I of don't, my trade, bro? I don't really even understand it because you gave away Jalen Suggs and got four guys who can help you right now. I mean, Duncan Robinson had 11 assists the other night, right? Mike Conley was terrible. Um, 
terribly quiet in his last game and burn me and Fanduel. But we've we've talked for weeks on this very podcast about what a good year Mike Conley's having. And in a twenty team league, you can't just go out there and find a point guard uh, to pick up and replace Trey and Ja. You you can't do it. Uh, like you said, you mentioned some dude I haven't even heard of that you plugged into your lineup. <laughs> I, I didn't catch who, whose name. Da- that was. Dallin Terry of Chicago, the former yeah. Arizona wing. <laughs> no, no, I, no. You need Mike Conley. You need Duncan Robinson. You need Draymond Green. And uh, the the fourth guy that you mentioned in that deal, uh, I, Portis. Yeah, Portis. Like he he's gonna play. I mean. Um, we know Giannis is going to miss a couple more games with a knee. We know Chris Middleton is not Chris Middleton anymore. Like Portis is a real deal. I think that's a steal of a trade for you because you're not going to miss Bull Bull. And maybe you miss Jalen Suggs, you know, next year, two years from now. You, you might miss him a little bit, but you might. Mike Conley may get hot again and win you this league. Here's the thing with Suggo. Um, he is not a point guard and he never will be a point guard. Okay, Doc, you know what I'm saying? Suggs is not all of a sudden going to have a role change and become a seven assist per game guy. He's not that guy. He is a, he is a two guard. He is a Pat Beverly, Marcus Smart. Like you could play him at the one, but he's not a one. He's a two, um, in a one's body. So I, I'm, I don't feel like I'm giving up, you know, three years from now, Suggs is going to all of a sudden become an 18 and eight guy. I don't feel like I'm giving that up. Suggs is a one of the best defensive players in the entire NBA, and he makes some threes and he hits some uh, and gets some steals. Okay, he's he's good with fantasy gold. He's about one point four steals, about two threes a game. I like him. Okay, but I mean, damn, I had to do this trade, Doc. Let me tell you something, man. I don't know how long I've been uh, playing uh, on Yahoo, uh, the, the Yahoo format since 2011 maybe doc something like that okay 2009 2011 something like that um and i'm completely hooked now i the reason i'm so hooked on yahoo is the rating system okay i'm big on the rating system um i'm in the thousands now uh for basketball i'm diamond rated in baseball i'm diamond rated in football like my ratings are just i'm i'm uh very prideful of my ratings doc okay i love the rating system on yahoo and it drives some of my decision making and it's just a huge deal for me man um, if only for my own satisfaction, Doc. Um, it's like our stats. It's like the back of our baseball card. You know what I'm saying? So I like it, man. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and so, you know, th- I'm not going to take on leagues where I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. You know what I'm saying? I got to keep my rating high, Doc. But uh, but I'm excited about that trade, dude. And uh, I'm going to go try to win my second chip in like a four- or five-year period. Um, but I've noticed I- I've got – so what I was going to say, Doc, is I think this is the first trade since I have been on the Yahoo format. The Literally the first trade that I've been like, like the cartoon where the eyeballs get big and you're like, <laughs> oh my God, somebody is hooking me up. I'm actually getting hooked up here. Guys, I get offered trades in hockey leagues. I get offered trades in football and baseball and basketball. They all are complete and total trash. They make no sense. They're the most immediate reject of all time. And then last night, oh, the angels are singing. Doc, it's just before I go to bed. Just watch Lakers and Clippers. I'm brushing my teeth, getting ready to go to bed. And I look at my phone. I'm like, dude, I got to do this trade. So I immediately like look into it a little bit. And I accepted that trade. I was like, I don't want to sleep on this and let this guy wake up and rescind the trade offer. No, I'm banging this one now. And then you then you couldn't sleep for another hour. So you had to 
go back to the TV room and, and restart the whole process over again. Well, that's were, not true. You were, that, so, that, that you, were not, so, you were so jacked about your trade. I was, I was, but I, I can turn it off pretty quickly, man. I can All right. turn it off pretty quickly. Hey, is the Terrence Mann spike real? He had another solid game last night for the Clippers and that loss to the Lakers. Is the team man spike real, Doc? Well, I kind of thought initially it was going to be the Norman Powell spike, but Terrence Mann is balling and Terrence Mann looks really good and um, it's funny because I was writing the Dr. A mailbag rotowire column last night and people kept asking me about T-Man and I was getting my T-Mans mixed up because there's Trey Man and there's Terrence Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was it was messing with my head a little bit. It was later at night. Um, I was watching Terrence Man. I was writing about Trey Man. I, I was I was talking about LaMelo Ball. I was I was all very confused, but uh <laughs> Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann has looked really good for four games for the Clippers. And Paul George, I mean, we got to figure out this Paul George knee thing. Like, is it just a sore knee? Is he fine? Is he going to take another game off and come back um, in the next one? Or is his knee becoming a problem and the Clippers are going to, you know, milk and nurse this very carefully the rest of the way to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs. I mean, I don't really know, but I do know that I think Terrence Mann is a hell of a pickup right now. Okay. Uh, so I disagree um, with that. I, I don't, I, I think he's a streamer for you right now. It's the best I got for Terrence Mann. Uh, Warjanowski said on ESPN last night that Paul George is close to coming back. And so maybe another game out, but it's not going to be a long-term thing. That's what Woj was saying last night on ESPN. So take that for what it is. Um, but Paul George has missed the last two games. Man has been good the last three games. So it started the game before George went out when he had 23 and 12. And then man in the two games without George went 14, six and four. And then last night, 16, six and two, very, very high efficiency. He made five threes over that three game span. Although that is not a stat to be counted on from Terrence man in any way, shape or form. But um, again, tracking this team, Terrence Mann does not get shots when the big boys are healthy. He just does not. He'll get five shots, six shots. He'll give you five, six, seven points. And it's a nothing nickels and dimes stat line that you leave on waivers. So I don't believe that the Terrence Mann spike is real. Doc, is the Io Dosumu spike real? Uh, it has been for like, what, a month and a half, two months, somewhere in there. I mean, he's been playing good. And uh Lonzo Ball not coming through that door. Alex Caruso injured again. And uh funny thing happened yesterday. Uh Io played well, right? Like Io's been been playing well. But I love the fact that Chicago looked at who they were playing last night. They're like, all right, we're playing Cleveland. They go Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. So guess what? We're gonna go Vooch and we're gonna go. Big man Andre Drummond and see what happens. And Drummond out of nowhere, dude, goes for 17 points, 26 rebounds, and three blocks. I wish I would have known this was happening. I wasn't paying attention. I would have fanduled the heck out of that. But uh yeah, I think Io's kind of real. I think Dasumu um should be a guy that's rostered everywhere, and hopefully he's not gonna he's not the reason Kobe White suddenly can't make a shot. I think the Kobe White thing, Doc, is a little bit what Steph Curry is going through right now. And I don't think it's the fatigue that Steve Kerr has been talking about. 
Curry said he's not tired. Uh, I heard a broadcaster the other night said he didn't think he was tired. I don't think he's tired. He's a shooter. He shoots from distance. It home run hitters go in slumps, guys. And then they hit and they they, you know, 15 home runs in a month. And then the next month they'll have two home runs. And Steph obviously a lot, a lot more consistent than that, but he is a home run hitter, and you're not gonna hit home runs every night, and you're gonna go through spells where you just kind of sort of don't have it. Um, and then you know you're gonna pop out of it with a 45, and everybody's gonna go, Oh, Steph is fine. I've been down this road before with Steph Curry. He's tired, he's tired, he's not tired, he's not tired, he's just not making shots. And I feel that way about Kobe White right now. Um, he's just not making shots. He's in a, a bit of a cold spell, a bit of a like a mini slump, and I think he'll pull out of it. I'm not worried about him at all. Um, I think the IO spike is real. I really do. Over the last month, he's gone 16, 3, and 4, 1.3 steals, 2.83s. This is fantasy gold we've never gotten from IO, okay? 52% shooting over that month span. And now Caruso's hurt. But he was in there and starting and playing huge minutes, even with Caruso, okay? Um, like I said, Dallin Terry is in their damn rotation, and Doc doesn't even know who Dallin Terry is, okay? <laughs> Io is good. <laughs> Io is good. He is going to get these minutes, man. So that spike is real. All right. So the bull ball spiel to me not bull ball spike not real. Uh, the Terrence Man spike not real. The Matherin spike not real. But the Io speak to me. Sp pardon me. Spike to me is real. Wow. Um. Now you've got me in the alphabet soup, Doc. All right. Uh, talk to me about some stashes, dude. Who do you want to stash on your roster? Who do you want our great audience to stash on their roster? Well, I just think there's guys you need to I, – I think people – one of the main reasons they're here is to hear about guys that not named Luca and, and Trey Young that they can go pick up off of a waiver wire. Uh, it's it's pretty rare in fantasy hoops that a name as big as Trey Young goes down and there's not someone sitting there on your waiver wire that you can pick up that's going to fill in his slack. But that's sort of what it is with Trey and the Hawks because they're built so weird. They've got DeJounte Murray. But if Bogey Bogdanovich is sitting there on your waiver wire, I think that's the guy you want to grab. Um, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope for Denver, played really well last night. He was sitting on a waiver wire. They were a, uh, a Wednesday-Thursday team this week and that's when i needed bodies to play i picked up contavious caldwell pope he hit four triples last night scored points uh put us put up some nice numbers he's a good good guy to look at picking up and then looking ahead to next week after cam thomas went down oh on monday that was terrible uh dorian finney smith has a five game week for the brooklyn nets I'm not saying Dorian Finney-Smith is going to come out and knock your socks off. He's not going to put up huge numbers. His game on Monday was garbage. But in a five-game week, he may give you three games worthy of uh, what you're looking for. So those are a few guys on my list. Trey Mann is there. Terrence Mann. Um, Pajemski, obviously. Rick and I think he should not even be in the discussion to be picked up. The Thompson Twins, Matherin. Fantecchio. Uh, the other weird guy on my list, and he was not on my list until uh, Tuesday's podcast. I got some some tweets in my ear. Lamar Stevens supposedly, well, he has been playing well for Memphis. Now, he didn't do anything at all last night. But all these Memphis bigs are hurt. Um, Gigi Jackson is up and down like a yo-yo. And Lamar Stevens... When Gigi's off, Lamar plays well. I'm not sure we'll ever see Gigi 
and Lamar play well together. But <laughs> deep league, uh, those are two guys you want to keep an eye on too. All right. Um, Fontecchio has my attention. I actually streamed him the other night and he was he was decent. Um, over the last couple of weeks, he's at 15 points and he's at three threes per game. This should not be on waivers. He's 22% rostered in Yahoo leagues. And I get it. Like he's not giving you um, blocks, he's not giving you steals. Uh, there is high efficiency with that. He's at 52%. Um, but when you are at, if you're at 12 or 13 points, that's waiver wire. If you're at 15 points, to me, that's not waiver wire. And if you're at three threes, that's not waiver wire. And he's playing, he's starting. Um, I believe that uh, it, it'll probably continue here for Detroit. Um, and they may bring Osar off the bench because Fontecchio is the new Bojan uh, for the for the Detroit team. He's their, their catch and shoot guy. Uh, with all the other guys that they have. So Fontecchio has my eye. It's a deep league special. Um, you know, it, he's Tim Hardaway-esque, right? He's not going to give you a lot outside of points and threes, but the points and threes to me are too good to be on waivers. Um, you, you, boy, you mentioned Gigi Jackson, man. Last night against Minnesota, okay? He was hitting logo threes in the first half and step back threes and like going off and like he was on pace for like a 25 point game. I think he had one bucket after halftime. Okay. So we literally, we saw what doctor said with Gigi Jackson in last night's game, big first half zilch second half all wrapped up into one basketball game. So doc, let's set up some comments here before we get out of here and, uh, and, you know, wish the people a good weekend, man. Let's let's get cracking here. All right. Paul wants to know Keontae George or Scoot Henderson. For me, it's Keontae. Uh, 90 to 10. It's it's 100 to zero for me. <laughs> I, I mean, where is Scoot? Scoot? He's hurt, and he might be out for the year now. He plays for Doc. Tell him, who does he play for? Portland. And what do they do late in seasons, at least the last two years? Shut it down. Just saying, man. That This is 100 to zero, Keontae. <laughs> I thought I was being generous with 90 10. <laughs> okay, so what we're saying is, Paul, uh, yeah, it is 100% Keontae. Put a Y in there, and we'll move on. All right. Uh, Christian Rogers says, I traded Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Jabari Smith for Anthony Davis. I of already course, like it. Of course, <laughs> Triple J went nuts last night right after he dealt him. But I'm still waiting for the Triple J shutdown. The Lakers are rolling and Anthony Davis is not going anywhere. I like that trade a lot. Yeah, and the the Lakers are are in a big time push now. This is go time, right, Doc? This is not. They're no longer cruise control and maintenance. No, we've turned the corner here. We got about twenty games left, and it's time to start the ascent to what they think is going to be a gold ball. Uh, now Jabari Smith is rolling, Doc. And you know the last three games, um, this had to be hard to give up uh, for my man here. Um, he's at basically 20 points and basically like 14 rebounds over these last three games, but it's been the last three games. Is this sustainable? This is not how Jabari Smith has uh, been rolling throughout his career. Obviously, it's great to see. Um, you know, he's at 13 and nine, basically, if you round uh, up and down on the season. Um, and so I would say that these games right now are an outlier. I am worried about a JJJ shutdown. Uh, because Bain probably is not coming back. Smart probably is not coming back. Jot definitely is not coming back. So Jaron Jackson Jr. is kind of out there with the with the uh, the uh, the Memphis the hustle. 
with the, the G, G League, League team. Club. Okay, so how long do they want to operate like that? Probably not until the end of the season. And so, Doc, if you told me that JJJ was going to play the rest of the year, and if you told me Jabari Smith was going to do what he has done over the last three games the rest of the year, I would say don't do the trade. But I, but you can't tell me that, and and I don't think those things are going to happen. So I like the trade. Uh, Emin Barris wants to know about D-Ball Paul. What is going on, Rick? 17 minutes, zero points. I, 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 he'll have two good games and two horrible games. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't do it, man. He drives me nuts. Uh, I think we're finding out why uh, Paul Reed is a backup and Payne is a backup. Uh, you know, he's making uh, Zeke Naji money. He's making Jock Landale money. Okay, that's the, you know, that's where he's at. And by the way, all of those guys are making a lot more than like a Russell Westbrook or a Kelly Oubre, right? These guys on veteran minimum contracts. For the love of God, make it make sense. Um, but yeah, Paul Reed, I'm looking at his game log here, Doc. And uh, the last game was like, What? Uh, it was a Boston game, though, so it's probably a matchup thing. Uh, Nick Nurse went small in that game, and that's the problem. There's these games where Nick's, Nick Nurse is like, I got to go small to try to keep up with the others because they don't have the 35 points a game from Joel Embiid. So when they're trying to make that up, and if, I mean, Paul Reed didn't score a point. So I got to put dudes out there that are going to put the ball in the hole, sacrifice rebounding and defense. I mean, look. I, Nick Nurse is my guy, okay? I'm buddies with Nick Nurse. I feel bad for him. They're screwed without Joel Embiid. I mean, stick a fork in him. They are done. They are a toasty turkey ready to come out and eat, okay? Um, and so, I don't know. Paul Paul Reed, to me, is a streamer, Doc. If it's a Thursday night and there's three games and I'm down five rebounds in my matchup, I'm going to go ahead and pick up Paul Reed and put him in my lineup. But that's it. That's uh, that's all I got on Paul Reed. I do like who they play in their next two games. They play they play uh, somebody who has got a couple decent centers, and then they play Dallas, who now has three big men. So I think Paul Reed's going to play well in his next two games. But, man, he's just – he's rough. And, you know – Nick Nurse may be your guy. I'm not a big Nick Nurse guy. I'm still mad at him about Chris Boucher and the 20 years he sat on that man. And Paul Reed is... Darko Ryakovich doesn't play Boucher either. This is not a Nick Nurse thing, dude. This is a Boucher motor thing. Stop banging on my guy Nick Nurse. Boucher's 31 now, dude. He wasn't when Nick Nurse got him. He was 25. (laughs) He was always lazy. He's been a lazy player, man. Uh, what's up, Doc and Rick? It's Brian B. Can you guys rate these players in order? <laughs> Amen Thompson, Andre Drummond, Grayson Allen. Uh, Rick, I'm going to take this one first. I'm going to go. My order is Grayson, Amen, Drummond. I'm going to go Drummond, Allen, and uh, and uh, Amen. Um, in in that order. Let me uh, let me just quickly here look at Drummond's uh, game log uh, just to make sure. Uh, but I, I I don't think I'm going to change my answer here. Where is uh, so? No, I'm not going to change. I mean, God bless America. These are some numbers, man. 17 and 26, 20 and 11. Okay, seven and eight, not big. Then 11 and eight, then 10 and 15. No, 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 no. Uh, the, these are solid numbers, man. And look, there's going to be games where where he doesn't play a lot. And then like Doc explained, like the Twin Tower thing, okay. Um, so when you aggregate it all and accumulate it all, it's all going to end up with a pretty darn good stat line for Andre Drummond. I do trust him. 
Um, Grayson Allen, obviously, kind of low in the points, high in the threes, good efficiency. Um, and then Amen, I, I think it's going to be kind of uh, up and down here. I mean, I love the kid, but uh, that's how I would stack it. Drummond one, um, Grayson two, and Amen three. Oh, this is nice. This dude acts like I talk about my 30-team league for like 30 minutes a show. Uh, Dawkins' 30-team is the biggest eye-rolling topic there is. Well, Rick's also in that league, and I don't think we spend that much time on it, so sorry. Um, Barnyard bros, come on, man. Come on, man. You do not – I would bust your balls if you excessively talked about your 30-deep team. I I would take you deep. Barnyard brothers, just know that I am the uh, 30-deep police here. I will take Doc deep if he's talking too much about his squad. Right. Did, did I just talk too much about my squad in Sam Hinkie's letter with that trade that we talked about? Too yes, that was beans? that. That was I. Now next week he'll be back with Hinkie's Hinkie's number or whatever is the most eye rolling topic there is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian B wants to know: Is it me or is Halliburton Tyrese Halliburton not a hundred percent? Are they playing him because oh. of the sixty-five game rule? He hasn't looked the same since the injury. That's just not true. That's just not true. That's just not true. Uh, Brian, I got to get you right. Brian, we got to get you NBA League Pass, my friend. Um, Hallie was Hallie again before the All-Star break. The minutes restriction was removed. He had 10 threes in the All-Star game. He's been a badass in every game but one since the All-Star break. He's going like over this stretch, like right around 20 and 10. Uh, The Pacers have won seven of their last 10 games, all with Tyrese Halliburton. Trust me, the I mean, I watched last night's game wire to wire. Halliburton literally took over the game like Max Struess did the night before, although with assists. He had bam, 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 four dimes in a row after making a step back three, three of them to Siakam, one of them to Turner, and, and said night, night to the game. Tyrese Halliburton is Tyrese Halliburton, Doc. I, I am not worried at all. I mean, clearly we have a hammy that could get re-injured, but I don't see an injured player out there right now. I don't either. I, I do understand the question though, because the numbers are different than they were before. That I, and I think that's what Brian's point is. I think the numbers are different, but it, like you said, he's leading in different ways. Maybe you know, like we were talking about Kobe White, we were talking about Steph Curry. These guys, you know, your shot comes and goes. You get on streaks. You get in cold spells, um, and you know, maybe he's not bombing threes all the time, but he's he's helping out with assists. And the Pacers are winning. They're rolling. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Tyrese Halbert. Um, thoughts on Joel Embiid on a 20-team league with no IL slot, which means you got to cut him or you got to keep him. Currently ranked eighth in the standings. League goes up to the end of the season. Rick, if there's no IL and you're trying to get in the playoffs and win a ring, are you hanging on to Joel Embiid right now? You have to. He's. You just can't drop him. You just can't drop him. There. If. If. Look. I would. I feel better about Joel Embiid coming back than I do about Julius Randle coming back. Julius Randle and the Knicks still have not ruled out surgery. That is very haunting and daunting to me. Embiid already got cut. So now it's about the comeback. Sham Sharania and Adrian Wojnarowski are reporting that there's hope and optimism, which I flush because it means nothing. But they're talking about a late March return to the court at which point a ramp-up would ensue. So there is a chance, especially in a league, as he says here, where it goes all the way up to the end of the season, I think that's a hor- horrible way to do it. Um, I would chop off at least the last week, maybe the last two weeks, because that's silly season, okay? That's not indicative of, a, of the team that has gotten you to that point. 
But okay, you're going to play it out till the end. Embiid might actually come back for that second to last week or that last week. And he, if you get that far, and then you're, you know, uh, uh, taking a syringe and injecting into your team, Joel Embiid, um, you can't drop him to me, Doc. You can't drop him. All right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, I Even if he comes back and gets on the court in March, and then he, I mean, maybe... Like I, I think I think we're gonna see Joel Embiid play like three meaningful regular season games the rest of the way. And for me, I don't know if I can hold him for the rest of the season for that. But like you said, there's so much risk involved in dropping him in case he does come back early and plays. Like here, here's just, where this takes scary. my brain. Doc, I've done this before. You drop a guy like Joel Embiid. Doc, what is going to happen when this when uh when Eon drops Joel Embiid? What is going to happen? Uh, news is going to break the next day that Joel Embiid has resumed on-court activities. Okay, well, that could happen. Well, where I'm going with, somebody is going to pick him up, right? Oh, yeah. He's somebody gonna... in his league is going to pick him up. So immediately then you're going to be like, oh, shit, I just screwed up. Okay, now check this out. What if that guy that picks up Joel Embiid plays my man Eon in the championship round and he has Embiid and Eon does not? Eon is going to want to jump off of a cliff, okay? <laughs> Yeah, but those are big ifs, big ifs. They are, but you have to prepare for that. He's also going to be feeling the same way if he sat on Joel Embiid till the end and we don't see him again till the till the actual playoffs. Eon, good luck with that decision. Uh, Doc and Cam have weighed in. <laughs> Last one, Dan Sicario. Ben Simmons or Derek Lively in nine cat? What? They're both on the wire. Ben Simmons is dead to me. <laughs> dead. Who is that? Who is Ben Simmons? When I see Ben Simmons now, I think Bill Simmons, which is very, very unfortunate because I don't like that guy. And I won't say his name again. Uh, I've had problems with that guy over the years. Okay. And all you guys like him in his cute little podcast. I think that guy sucks. Okay. So, um, and he thinks I suck and that's fine. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but Ben Simmons, Doc, he is dead to me, man. He, he's hurt again. He's hurt again. This guy will never be the same guy. He will never be the 16-8-8 triple-double dude with the defensive goodies that he was in Philly. That guy's gone. He's never coming back. No, I, I agree. Um, I, I, I'm guessing there's somebody better than Derek Lively to pick up off your wire, although Lively blocked four shots the other night. He's starting for Dallas. Um, but... I would scour that wire pretty hard and find make sure you're picking up the right guy. I don't think the right guy is Ben Simmons. Um, now, they do play five games next week, but Ben Simmons will be lucky to play in two of those. So throw the five games out the window and uh, take a look around. Rick, I think we're out of time, dude. We're right at 59 minutes. That's the wheelhouse. It's where we like to be. Uh, I'll be back on Tuesday with Ken the K-Train Kreitz one of Cam's favorite people. You and I will be back here doing this again next Thursday. Maybe we'll have a clearer picture on uh, what people should be doing with Joel Embiid. By then, LeBron could have scored his 50,000th point, and uh, we'll go from there. You know, man, Doc, thanks for joining us, everybody, on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Good luck and go win some games, yo!